0: yay aloha welcome to wisdom dialogues with hope johnson coming to you from hawaiian beaches on the beautiful big island of hawaii yay thank you for joining today we have bob and ann in the yard audience (laughs) patio audience
1: i haven't got my Yeah,
2: Mm.
1: Yeah, I just uh, hitchhiked here and just got here, so perfect timing.
2: Wonderful. Thank you for joining. You bet. (laughs) So,
0: what do we have today?
1: Well, I remember uh, last week's you had a question from uh, Sativa about her dreams.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right. Thank you for reminding me about that. Mm -hmm. Right. Yes, I'm getting my sun gazing in. Thank you. (laughs) I'm getting my sun gazing in. Wow. I'm having wisdom dialogues.
1: (laughs) Oh, oh, they're seeing the bright sun. Oh, yeah. yeah.
2: It's it's bright.
0: And I'm yellow. It's a sunny day today in Hawaiian beaches. Mahalo. So dreams, you know, dream interpretation, that's kind of like a popular thing. People like to go to retreats and do dream interpretation and stuff like that. That's all cool. You know, it's, there's no, there's not any problem with it. It's just like, it's, it's making sense of nothing. It's just like anything in the material world. It's trying to make sense of nothing. There's nothing there to make sense of. Basically, through dreaming, what, it, what meaning it has for you is exactly the same as this, what we call real life or perceptual world or whatever we're calling it, the waking dream, another word for it. It's all the same. It's all, you're just, you're just asking for forgiveness. You're using, your, you're using your energy. You're focusing your attention on noticing what's true. Basically, giving a nod to God. <laughs> you could say on noticing what's true. That's what it's for. That's what all of the scenarios are for, you know, just make it all one thing. But you know, like I said, if you like dream interpretation, that's not something that's wrong about anything. It's, it's still all the same. See, you all use it all for the same thing. You know, it's not like, it's not like dream interpretation is the wrong path. What's the wrong path is always in thought. And by wrong, what I mean is choosing to follow from the ego's thought system, something that gets a feeling of upset. And that's not you. That, that denies who you are. So where there's something that gets any, any feeling of upset, you know you've gone with the wrong guide, so to speak. You've gone with the ego guide. You've gone towards suffering. So... And, and one of those things that's going with the ego guide is just this idea that you're getting somewhere by making sense out of chaos. You know, if you, if you're willing to recognize you're not getting anywhere by any kind of ingenuity in the world, figuring anything out, astrology, anything like that, it's, it's fine. It's fun. I like astrology. I like to look up my horoscope. I think it's awesome. It's fine. It's just that that's not mistaken as something that's really real. It's not taken like that. If There's not a sense of this thing can tell me what it is, or this thing can tell me who I am, or I can find out who I am through this. Well, you find out who you are through everything as a whole. You take everything as a whole and watch yourself. Just watch when you have any kind of projection, when you have any kind of projection for a person. Person, place, or thing. You know, you're upset, you're disappointed, anything like that. Watch how the feeling is. Watch the the feeling sensation. And that's how you know which way you're going. Either going to keep on feeling worse, or you're going to start to feel better. Depending on which guide you're choosing, which thought system in the mind, whether it's God, Holy Spirit, however you want to say it, um, source, love, or ego. See, There's only one choice or the other in everything. And even when it seems like you're making choices, maybe someone might say, why did you choose that? And then you answer them but you know in your heart that you didn't choose anything
2: because your only choice is between two things. Aloha. Emma
0: Torio. I got to hear that one. Emma Torio. I think, I don't know. That doesn't sound right. I bet it's way more ethnic sounding than that. Nata Na'el. That's how I know you. I know that face. And you changed your name. (laughs) very fun (laughs) so it doesn't matter whatever you find yourself doing even you know even thinking I'm doing this because of this or even saying that there's not a problem in saying it but you know being kind of like behind that and noticing it and noticing that you are making up a story and not getting hooked into, I am actually that, you know, someone asked me before, how come whenever you say something, like if I'm just talking, I'm saying, saying something, maybe talking about myself or anything, how can you just laugh after everything you say? <laughs>
2: you know? Just like there.
0: <laughs> it's because it's funny.
1: <laughs> well, you've got lots of joy.
0: It's because it's all funny. That's why. Because it's make believe because I know I'm making it up.
1: Now, haven't you had some good experiences with psychics?
0: What do you mean by good experiences? Well,
1: it seemed like you had some psychics gave you some valuable information before that you talked about.
0: I do not remember.
1: You don't remember talking about Yeah, but
0: it's not it's it's not like you can't get valuable information. There's all kinds of valuable information. It's just everything is beneath it all. You know, the purpose, it's like beneath all of what you perceive, the purpose in everything. And the purpose is really knowing yourself. So it's like removing all those blocks to knowing yourself. You probably heard it before, removing all those blocks to love. It's the same thing. When you know yourself, you automatically love yourself. And then you find yourself loving everyone, you know. So so we can use our perceptions in dreams or anything else you know there might be a dream where you're dreaming about your partner I had this one before you're dreaming about your partner and all of a sudden your partner is like you know yeah I like this other chick over here and I don't like you anymore or whatever and you know in the dream I was like oh okay that's awesome thank you for letting me know you know, and, and actually felt the relief in the dream that I didn't need to make it into something like it was just, oh, thanks. You know, it's just like, what? OK, we're having one thing and then there's another thing and we're going this way now or we're we're separating now. But it's all like, oh, OK, it's because you're the same no matter what. You're the same no matter what any, any kind of per, perceptions transpire. So. It's like that act of getting mad, of getting sad, or getting mad. The thing is, when you recognize that that is isn't only an act, because it's not really justified. It's only an act that you have, are, are taking something to be real and true that's actually not. And then some people hear that, and they're like, well, how do you take the perception then, you know? And, and really, the perception is sacred, but it's as one thing. As one thing, the whole perception, as one thing, it's sacred because it's for learning to undo the thought of separation. See? It's not like separate things are better than others, even if we may talk about them like that. I mean, that's how, that's how we speak about things. It's like there's a, it's a perceptual reality where it's all opposites and stuff like that. But you're awakening to the truth has a lot more to do with how you're looking at things than what kind of words or anything are coming out of your mouth, you know. Pretty much all of our all of our communications speak to the thought of separation. If you start watching all of our communications, it's, they're speaking to the thought of separation almost all the time, almost all the time. It's like taking into, um, taking into account as if we're in bodies for one, (laughs) See, it's hard not to, (laughs) but you know, you're, you're seeing from a different place though, you know, the whole perception that has nothing to do with you. It doesn't, it doesn't touch you, but you can make a choice in that, you know, in that consciousness of the, of that kind of perception. Within that consciousness, you can make a choice between truth and the illusion being true. And once you make that choice, once you make that choice for truth, you start to feel better. You just watch your feelings. They just go back and forth. Like you never have to drive yourself into a depression, but you want to. That's why you do it. Watch how you want to do it. Watch how you make yourself go into it because you take this, you take some thought to be really real, feed energy into it, and then it starts attracting more thoughts like itself. And then you start, start thinking, "Gosh, this is just really bad." It just keeps on getting worse, and then at some point. The upset feeling gets to be so much for you. You you know you end up going okay. I'm just going to pull myself up by my bootstraps and I'm going to feel good again, and then you do, and that's more of a cover up than accept it, the acceptance of the healing because you know it's not just gonna it's not just gonna keep on going like that for most people. Some people get into it where it just lasts and lasts and lasts all the time, but it's not just gonna keep on going like that unless you are wanting it that much but for the most part people have some uh, some more light in them where they're going to just be going back and forth back and forth and then people go through periods of time where they just stay down the whole time just keep the thoughts really negative and you know that's a choice that's being made and if you ask anyone you know I talk to people about it if you ask anyone they don't want to get rid of those they don't want to let go of those and that's why they can't get the relief if they if they want to let go of it then they can get the relief they're willing to let go of it go of it right there in the moment they can get the relief sometimes they can say they want to let go of it but then when you have a conversation about it it's like nope they're not letting go of that but that's always the case no one is just hit with the depression bug it's just that you you're justifying thoughts that cause an unhappy feeling in the body. you're making those thoughts out to be real. so it's like anytime you feel any bit less than joyful, admitting that you are making a mistake right now has a great impact. It's really amazing. It opens you up to seeing what it's all made of. When you know what any part of the illusion is made of, you know what the whole illusion
2: is made of. Made of thought, it's all. Not being um, driven by hormones.
0: Not being controlled by 5G. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I heard a good 5G story. It was like super scary yesterday, it was so funny. (laughs) someone told me the whole story apparently this is an interesting one with 5g and you know i don't know anything about this this is what i heard they can point something at your head and make a voice come in your head and you think it's you or you think it's god or something Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm like, oh, well, thank goodness if that occurs, it's me that's propping it up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even if someone is going to point something at your head and speak into your head, and you're going to mistake that for God's voice, it's you who props that up. So if, if you're making it all up, there's really just nothing to be fearful of. You know, any sense like that, you know, that's so fun because I know it's always a temptation. Someone, you know, just wandering up to you and telling you, you know, this conversation is something about building a bamboo house or something. And then it like suddenly turns to, and then I'm putting this in there because of this. And, you know, they're going to be, isn't that, isn't that crazy? They're going to be controlling our brains. So funny because there's always some kind of story like that you know there's always some kind of story like that and it's especially if you're I don't know if everyone has that kind of experience but you know here in Puna you definitely hear them. you hear them all and I I just will be at the pool or something and they hear about some kind of tragic thing and it's always like all this different stuff it's like all this different stuff but people who are really on to that they really are putting a lot of belief into their one thing that they want to be real, you know, and watch that, watch how, you know, people have these things where they want it to be real. Like, you know, some people have it, it's the the diet. They know it's the right diet. Their diet is the right diet that everyone should be on. (laughs) And, and, or, or, you know, uh, the religion is the right religion that everyone should be on this religion. Right. Or, or, the, or the medication, this medication is the best medication.
2: <laughs> you gotta get on this. You gotta get on
0: this. Just watch, Just watching that because pretty much everyone has something. So then just watching yourself in that as you're presenting this thing as if it's real, as if it's meaningful. What you're doing is you're teaching your own mind of its validity. See? It's like you teach, you learn. You teach, you learn. You don't really teach anyone else. It's more like you're sending the you're sending them out as messengers to bring back proof that your beliefs are true. See? They're reflecting back the truth. They're reflecting back as if it's the truth what you thought was true. That's what all these bodies are doing.
2: Is reflecting back to us our own self, self-belief. So when you know that and, and someone comes up and gives you their story
0: about what it was, what it is, what's happening, for one, for one, that's your own mind. It's like you have propped them up as an agent for your own learning. So like, are you going to resist them? Or are you going to agree with them? As in this thing is really dangerous.
2: Or can you just laugh at it and have fun? You know, basically it's like laughing at yourself and not taking yourself so seriously. I think I find myself laughing no matter what. A person, if a person is
0: coming up talking to me about all kinds of negative stuff, that makes me laugh. If a person comes up and talks to me about all kinds of positive stuff, that makes me laugh. Mm-hmm.
2: If
0: a person comes up and talks to me about spiritual stuff, that makes me laugh. <laughs> I, had, I had one neighbor. She still keeps in touch with me. I don't think she watches my videos, though. She said she doesn't understand me but she likes to just listen to me laugh. So she watched short ones. (laughs) uh, I was sitting with her one time and she, she was telling me this story that it was supposed to be a really sad story. You know, she got a long face. It was about how someone would have this love affair and then one of them died. And isn't that so sad? And I just laughed and she goes, that is so peculiar. That is such a weird time to laugh.
2: (laughs) She's like, I like it though. And then she laughs too. (laughs) There's just no, uh, no sad
0: stories for you when you understand what the perception is doing and what it's for the sadness is an act it's totally an act and you'll start to see that if you're open to it you're always acting um you know whenever whenever you're demonstrating an upset emotion whenever you're demonstrating some kind of upset anything short of joy you're basically acting you're acting out a part. you're acting out of belief And if you believe in that, then it's generating more of it. It's extending time, projecting more lifetimes out so you could play it out, so you could play more of that out. But if you look at it and recognize it for what it is, then it all gets easier. It all gets more fun. In fact, it occurred to me, I know, Anne, you're not even on Facebook, so... I'm gonna say this for the peeps that aren't on Facebook. I had a super fun post today. Uh, it occurred to me that forgiveness is kind of like hide and seek, you know? Like, I um, have, have one friend who, uh, probably have a lot of friends who don't really understand forgiveness, you know? They say, I can't just, every time I've just forgiven people, I've just been walked all over. like not, Like, everyone just disrespects me more ignores me more every time I've ever forgiven anyone and you know that the thing is that's not true forgiveness that's not what that's not what's meant by forgiveness okay so I so it came to me today and I put it down um, that it's kind of like hide-and-seek because you know you hide from yourself first you hide from yourself by making a person place or thing out to be something that it's not That's how you hide from yourself. That's how you get the upset feeling. (laughs) And then you seek yourself. You seek yourself again through willingness to see them clearly. That willingness to see them clearly. That's really the smoke screen that's being put up. Making a person, place, or thing. This could even be your self person. Your self person. <laughs> all the persons are the same. They're all you. Okay, out to be something that it's not, and then you find yourself by being willing, willing to see it clearly. It might be see your your make believe self clearly. It might be see another person clearly, or a place where you're holding some kind of grievance about it—frustration, irritation, disappointment, anything like that. And then when you see them clearly, you found yourself. That's it. You know who they are. You know who you are. That's real forgiveness. That's actual forgiveness. It's like it's only for the perception. Only the perception shifts. It doesn't really matter what seems to be occurring, whether the person seems to be a pain in the ass or seems to be demanding or or um, I don't know, controlling, whatever, angry. It's always for the same thing. It's always so that you can find yourself again. You've made them out that way. You've made them out that way. So the solution is where at the same place in the same location where you made it made them out that way, the solution is again in the mind. It's not in the world it's not in the world. You, you know, this idea that you can get some kind of reparations from someone and feel better. There's only, you know, do that so many times. And then you see that that doesn't work. It's not, it's not going anywhere. It's not going anywhere. You may get like what you consider a temporary gain off of it and think, wow, this making people, Reconcile with me making people do reparations. This is really powerful. This is a good thing Now you see it just le- leads back around in a loop. It just leads leads back around again and again It's getting you nothing that you want But you know don't take my word for it just watch let it play out a bunch of times Let it play out I find myself assisting someone right now to get these resolutions that
2: she thinks she needs. That's also okay. That's what she thinks she needs. Okay. And she said, "Hey, would you help me?" Yes, that's good. You can still help people with that. It's not a problem. In fact, you could ask for, you could be asking for
0: reparations yourself, or you could be asking for reconciliation, some kind of reconciliation or anything Uh, yourself. You could find yourself asking something like that, and you could also be using it to see through it and recognize what, in, and recognize your willingness to recognize what you must be taking as true right now to see it that way, that you need something from the person To make you feel better. It's really funny. I watched that play out a whole bunch of times for me. Um, Mostly with my husband because he was just so sweet. I need you to do it like this. I need you to do it this way. Okay. (laughs) And then, you know, it was so sweet because he just gave it to me over and over and over again. Whatever it was. Oh, you oh, you need me to do it like that? Okay, do it like that. Then one day it dawned on me: I don't really. That's not getting me anything. I must not. I I must not really know what I want or something because that's not getting me anything. It's not getting me to any better place. I know a lot of people go through it with the perception that they're not getting what they want most of the time,
2: you know. They're like, oh, they just don't give me what I want.
0: Maybe you don't even have to go through a a cycle of getting what you want. Maybe you just see through that, that you don't know what you want anyways, and how can you want anything other than what's right here? I know that sounds weird for people, it really sounded weird to me before. How could you want anything other than what's just right here? You know, and that's because you give yourself this moment. You give yourself this moment for seeing through the guilty self-concept. It's for healing. It's for healing the sense of separation. So you give yourself this moment exactly the way it is, exactly in the place where you find yourself with the people that seem to be around you all the circumstances exactly like it's needed so it's like how could you want more than what's right here and the way that you get to wanting more than just right here is because you don't realize that you are so much more than that you are you are so much more that anywhere you find yourself you can be serving your purpose and that's to bring, bring God's love into the world through you. That's the only way. You know, in the, world, in, the, in the world, the mind is the ultimate power. The mind is the ultimate power in the world. You know, so a mind that's focused on God, focused on love, basically. Focused on love means you're willing to see through what appears to be not love. Coming in the form of anything fearful, other people, anything like that. Looking, and if this is moment to moment, they're having we're having this opportunity, moment to moment. It's like choose one thing or the other. This willingness to focus on God, look through anything that says not God, aka not love. You know, and that's what allows. A greater power because now the mind is it. the, the mind is not so weighed down with ego thoughts, it allows in a greater power, allows in more love. You could say allow That's how God's love is allowed into the world, and that's how the world gets healed, so to speak, because the perception is being healed. Whenever I'm looking at you and say I, I'm I'm looking at you or, or I'm thinking of you and something that you did and I feel disappointment, say I'm looking at you and I feel disappointment, well, you know, what I'm observing is the guilty thought that you hold for yourself, and I'm also observing the guilty thought I hold for myself, that's what I'm observing, so I can, you know, these things are not separate, it looks like it's like this, but these things are not separate, they're arising for both of us at the same time, because we have that attraction to that kind of thought together. So if I, perceive, if I perceive discontent, any kind of discontent, say disappointment in you, then that's for me to heal. If I, if I feel disappointed because of what I think you did, that's for me to heal. And in healing that, in allowing healing for that, it also allows the healing for that in your perception too. It like it's like yes you can have peace instead of this. Like we are energetically like that with one another. It's like it it's like it, it's it's kind of like you're coming to me and you're going hope I feel this disappointment. Can I have peace instead of this? And I'm gonna be like yes you can. See, and that that's how it that's how it kind of plays out for me when I feel any kind of uncomfortable feeling toward a person it's like I see them as letting me know I have this can I have peace instead of this and it's like yes it's a really really easy I know that's I know any sense that I get about you is not about you and it's not a. it's not about me either like that not like that it's not like it's not like we're bad because we're holding these things it's like it's like we've been given given all these things to see through. It's like we've it's it's like we chose them to see through. <laughs> so it's not a bad thing. It's all like a guilty thing. Like oh, I shouldn't have, you know. And that's why I I, liked, I like to say a lot. Watch their reaction because you'll see. Like like sometimes I might not I might not notice that I am feeling some disappointment. And then and then something will fly out of my mouth and I'll see their reaction. And that's how I know. See. If I see their, once I see their, that once I see their reaction, if I don't notice it as it's coming out, a lot of the times I just notice when something's coming out of my mouth and I'm like, you know, noticing that's kind of off. You know, as it's coming out, almost like it's coming out in slow motion. It's funny because there, there's a, there's a feeling sense with every word, your voice or your, your voice is like it, like it's vibrating a certain tone, and it's teaching your mind, whatever it is, it's just teaching your mind over and over again. And so when you're watching it and you notice <laughs> a lot. when you're watching it this, and you notice this play going on then it takes on a different kind of tone. Even though it comes out a certain way, you're noticing it, it's like you can step back. It's almost like you could step off of it and come back to communion. Another word, communication. Communication instead of projecting. Ah. I got some shade, <laughs> that feels mm. good. <laughs> oh, I was totally getting the suntan right there <laughs> for a little bit. <laughs> nice breeze.
2: Oh, it feels great out here. Yeah. Yay. Oh,
0: I have a fun, I got a fun email from a friend today. Let's see. Check that out.
2: Oh, I don't want to go
0: out for that Facebook page though, so I could see your comments. Okay. She connected me to this post. I'm guessing she wants me to talk about this. I don't know. Maybe she just wanted to share it with me, but I'll talk about it anyways, because it's fun. All right. So this is a post that someone did. His name is Nathan James. He's on Facebook. I don't know if you know this dude. But he said, the fear of death is an inherited chemical con to help keep you alive. That's really funny. You as a dutiful baton carrying life onward. And the fear is a deep honor to those who wish to keep you in their life experience. If you wish to not fear death, consider the time before you miraculously came into existence was it scary so I thought that was really fun and you know it's a it's a it's really interesting there's all different ways to look at it and it's really it's really interesting to look at it like that because you know you see that in a sense for you know and this is something that's true in a sense and relatively like chemical con Um, it's just that chemicals are also in the mind so it still comes back to the mind you know. And sometimes that's an easier way to look at it. And, you know, I've said before that this, this world and your perceptions, that's a body thing. It's a body thing. It belongs to the body. So you could say also there's these chemical interactions taking place, but still those are also dream things. Chemical interactions are also dream things. So you're still much more than that. You're still much more than that because you're this one who makes the choice between keeping the dream alive or going back to reality. See, what I, what I see from this, what I gather from this is you had no existence until you were a body. And you're not a body. You know, you're not a body. And, you know, it gets to that. It gets to that eventually. I mean, that's definitely a big step up from I'm in charge of this thing. I'm ruling this thing. I'm the one who decides I'm writing this story here on this, on this body. I'm the one who decides what happens to it and everything like that. It's a lot of pressure and stress on people. A lot of pressure and stress. You are, you are making it all up but you don't have cho- a choice in what becomes of you. <laughs> it just seems like that. You have a choice in recognizing who you are through the perception, through the perception that you are becoming something. And you're not becoming anything. You're always the same. But through the perception as if you're becoming something what that's for is undoing this perceived need to become anything you're actually content right where you are more than content you're ecstatic right where you are it's just that you don't know that because you're taking yourself to be something else that's becoming something
1: yeah well it's like uh i went into a house at night that was dark and I had to use my headlamp and then I turned on some more lights and then I was ready to leave and I was looking for my headlamp. I'm looking all over and I had it on my head the whole time. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know, it's like, that's yeah. what it's like. You know, the Tibetan Buddhists say the search for enlightenment is like riding an ox in search of the ox.
2: <laughs> right. <laughs> so
1: that's which you're seeking. You already are. And it's just uh, like you say, it's waking up to your true identity. And uh, then that is your fulfillment, your self-complete in knowing who you are. And then you're not uh, searching outside of yourself for happiness or validation or fearing anything outside of yourself that's going to hurt you or you're gonna be the victim of because you have, you've got the, the dominion You stand above and beyond the body and this world into your your spirit, your soul, your consciousness, your awareness, your mind, and uh, it's all your projection.
0: Yeah, there's no getting bored. There's no getting bored. There's no getting impatient. No
1: loneliness.
0: No. (laughs) Any of that stuff can be used. Any of those things that I say, there's none of these. If you get the perception of those things, You can use them for undoing the thought that caused them and you can really get a lot of joy out of it. It's not dependent on the circumstances, but it's through whatever circumstances are presented to you. So all the circumstances and all the people and all the behavior that come into your life is worthy of deep gratitude. You can say, yes, you... Uh, it's fun. If you wish to not, Oh, I like this part. As you, you as a dutiful baton carry baton carrying life onward and the fear of death is a deep honor to those who wish to keep you in their life experience. Yeah, you can say that it's, it's kind of like, um, it's kind of like each of us makes this agreement to stick around for people, you know, love people up, stick around for people. I mean, even after it's seen that, okay, the world isn't needed. It's not necessary. It's like, you know, our love for each other is so much. It's like, yes. I mean, yes, I love you. It's not a big deal. It's, it's not a long time. It's not even, you know, this, the lifetime is like a blink of an eye. It's nothing.
1: Well, people have like near death experiences where they're, uh, basically dead and they're on the other side and someone's entity or spirit, uh, greets them. And, uh, says you can either come here or you can go back and then what draws them back is that they had some loved one or their husband or just their children or something that that they feel called back to be with them and to uh because they love them and and the, the child or the person you know would everyone would be unhappy if they were to die
0: yeah and you know that occurs too that occurs too where you know someone that you think is going to be living a, a really long time, they pass away. They also do that for you. It's also what you wanted. It's also an agreement that's made like before the, before the perception, pre perception, you could say um, before there's any manifestation or anything there, it's like, there's these agreements made. I will do this. I will die for you, or I will pretend to live for you or whatever it is. I will do this for you. And you know, that's what, That's what keeps us, that's what keeps us in a body apparently in the apparent world is the fear of death, but that's not really true. That's not really true. We don't need that. We don't need fear of death. That's not necessary. You know, that's not, it's, it's necessary for having a perception as if there's separation. But when the fear of death arises, I mean, certainly I love, I love it over the, over there at the cliffs, over there at Makuu. But you know, if I didn't have that sense that I would probably like smack on the ground, I probably would just go flying off the edge thinking I could do that like an eagle, you know, (laughs) but it's, but it's not really true. It seems like that. It probably looks like that. You know, for most people, it definitely looks like that, but it's not really true. The, the body is perfectly safe without the fear of death. The body is perfectly safe. It's well taken care of all by itself. You know, if you, if you look at like, for instance, babies, there's been like experiments people have done with babies and put them around a bunch of knives and they don't, they don't, they don't do it. They don't do the deed. Like I said, my son used to play on the roof and I just, I just always had this sense that no one can die, no one can die or get hurt or get in an accident or anything like that unless it's meant to be. What do I mean by that? It's useful for healing. Nothing's going to happen unless it's useful for healing. So that's why I wasn't afraid. My son played on the roof. Wasn't afraid. My son didn't come home, you know, after going out, you know it's just like there's no need to get into the fear thing when it comes up for me when the fear comes up for me i'm just like oh i know what it's for i know what it's for it's like hooray oh i know what this is for even when the lava was coming and my 10 year old was home alone and the police said we're you know we're evacuating you for lava we're here with your 10 year old son you know there is this sense of extreme like it was almost like being hit with emotion, you know, all of a sudden my hands are shaky and stuff like that. But before that, behind that, I'm having a really fun time because I'm noticing all the different, like the electrical, like, whoa, this is really electrical. There's like an electrical current. Now I feel shaky now. I feel, and, and And it's like getting curious about the body reaction, you know? It seems like a body reaction. I like to stress there is no reality to the body. It's a total projection. Uh, you sense it as a body sense. That You sense this energy through the body. Most people do anyways. Not everyone is that is tuned into the, that more subtle energy. But it's really helpful when there, when you are tuned into that. I'm interested why some people continue to have negative experience. How is it useful over and over in that extend? To where they are exhausted with life well they haven't made the, the choice for truth yet they just haven't made the choice for truth yet and they they're not ready to so the negative experiences they just come over and over and over again and let me just say this too it is really important there are no negative experiences there are no negative experiences there aren't positive experiences either those are really just judgments Okay, any negative experience can be turned into a positive experience and then the other way around too. So they're, they're getting exhausted. They might be looking exhausted to you, but they're not that exhausted yet because they haven't gotten to the point where they've kind of gone okay, I
2: surrender. I don't need this anymore. There you go. Oh, I love you too. Thank you. Thank you so much.
0: Listening to Ram Das about how humans make hierarchy of experience. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, and you know, you'll find that a person who's interested in their negative experience over and over, when they talk about themselves, they're also talking about themselves as the victim. You know, there's no negative experience without a victim. So, you know, when they're talking about it, they're talking about it like as the victim. And it's it's really fun because, you know, it's been, it's been like a year and a half since the lava came, but it's funny because there's still like things that I'm, that that I seem to be working on that has to do with that lava flow, like getting a, getting some kind of document for it just today, you know, and talking with someone on the phone. And, and it's funny because it's like, it comes up. And then immediately they're like, Oh my gosh, I feel you. I'm so just like, uh, you know, I know, I know how hard it must be and stuff. And it's like, well, you know, it's awesome. And I I let people know that's like, it's like the biggest blessing. It's the biggest blessing to have something apparently taken away from you that you may have thought you had, you know? Because if you think you have something in the world, that becomes like a safety blanket for you for propping up your self image. So any kind of clearing like that, it's not a negative, it's not a negative thing, but it can be perceived as a negative thing if you take it that way. And that's what I saw a lot of. And I, you know, it's really heartening too, to see that now that it's been a year and a half or so. People are seeing that as what a blessing, what a blessing that was. People are starting to come around and see that what a blessing it was. Uh, during the time I may have been uh, one of the very few people running around like this is a blessing right now, mm-hmm. <laughs> right now, as the lava's is coming, as the thing's burning down, this is a blessing right now. So anything can be like that. That includes a death because it is, because it is because no one has a choice in it. There's no such thing as accidents. There's no such thing as a drunk driver taking your loved one away from you. That's a pattern being played out. If you're willing to see through the pattern, there'll be no need for this kind of life anymore. Quote, life. You know, real life doesn't even include death. It doesn't include negative. There's no such thing as negative or positive. Everything is just beautiful. Everything is love because there's no death. There's no conflict. There's no poverty. There's no getting dirty. There's no getting sick. Um, yes, no sex, because there's no need. You don't, you don't need that. It's only a symbol. That's only a symbol of what ecstasy you are. It's only like a symbol of it. It's like a really sorry substitute. And I don't care how good your sex is. Okay? All right? I know good sex, too. <laughs> Yes, this person uses the same voice I used to use, but more so, I always do good for people and put out. I love that one. It's similar to the one from last week someone else gave me was, I was so compassionate. <laughs> mm-hmm. but, but then they really treated me like shit. You know, I was compassionate, but all they gave me back was crap. See? I always do good for people and put out good. And I always have these negative experiences. Yes, that is a very common one. That's a very common one. The doing good for people, that's self-sacrifice. I like to call that self-sacrifice. Self-sacrifice is always leading to this sense that you're not being appreciated, that you're not getting back what you put in. That's self-sacrifice. Okay, it's different and you know some people say, gosh, it sounds a little bit selfish when you say it's all for me. No, I'm not doing anything for you. That's for me. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever I seem to be doing for you. No, it's not really true. I'm doing it for me. Then you don't have expectations of people. And you just find out, you know, you just you just find out, wow, people are just really sweet to me. You know, whether it is that it's coming directly back from the people that you are apparently helping, or it's coming from someone else, you know, you, you, you get the sense that, wow, people are super sweet to me because when you're putting what, what you're putting out is self-love instead of self-sacrifice, that's what gets returned. You know, like I say, you see it in their reflection, you see it in their reflection, and this, you know, in this way too, the people that you do help and the people that you do good for in the apparent world, they're grateful to you. They're, they're able to show you, show their gratitude for that. If they're not go within, don't go to them looking for the gratitude because remember, that's not where the shift
2: happens. The shift doesn't happen on the surface like that, getting them to do something. All experiences can be repurposed for healing. Yes, Joe. Yes,
0: absolutely. None of them have to be left out. They're all equal. They may be experienced on, you know, wow, that was a really intense experience or, well, that was a really fun experience or that was a really painful experience or something like that. But as far as what they're for and what you could do with them, it's all exactly the same. It's all just the same. This adds variety to it. In a, in a dream world, you need a bunch of variety. It's like you're always looking for shit to keep you happy and vibrant and whatever. <laughs> interested, interested. So none of that matters. Just let that, let that kind of seeking happen on the surface, but you keep your focus within. Keep on going backward to the spirit within, to before the world, before the world. That's not like before Before you were born. It kind of is like before you were born, but it's not in time like that because it's like right now. So it's, it's before,
2: you could say it's before this perception. Take a step back. Whoa, what? <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's- Lori just came on.
2: Oh.
0: <laughs> but she's not um she's not saying anything. I don't hear her. I don't think she's getting a really good connection, but she came on. It's funny because it just hit four o'clock and I think people are gonna start coming on right now because that time change on the East Coast just hasn't sunk in yet. <laughs> oh my God. The ego is a shabby substitute for self. Yes, it's true, Joe. Isn't that fun? Oh, I love you guys so much. You're so fun. Okay, I always do good. Yep. I am so over that voice. That sounded like me, but my parents are still in it. Okay, so the thing with your parents still being in it, that is so sweet. (laughs) That is so sweet. Yes, or for some reason I'm experiencing that my parents are still in it. Okay. So from your parents' perception, they're also still in it, but you know what? No one's in anything. So it's not really true. From your parents' perception, they're also still in it. So with you, it, with you embracing that kind of like laughing about it and in a, in a loving way though, in a way that's loving to, to yourself, not like laughing at them, like they're stupid. Because that goes back to making yourself stupid at the time that you did that, which is not separate from this time. <laughs> so <laughs> so, so watch, how you, watch how you react to your parents still being in that, because that shows you how you can heal it. It's like it, it shows you the, the dark spots. Basically, a dark spot is just like shrouded with thought. So it's like making your parents separate and apart from you make it like they're giving you something to resist or you need to teach them something. No, they learn, they learn through you. You just always make the teaching about you, bring it back to yourself for your teaching. And then the, and then they'll be able to teach themselves by your example. They can use your example to teach themselves. That's the only way. That's the only way. Like even right here while I'm talking and I'm saying all of these words, It's not going to teach you anything. The only way you're going to be able to teach and learn anything is to take what I'm sharing with you at an energetic level, take it in your inner teacher shows you. It's not, it doesn't get, it doesn't get communicated like that. It, It might look like that on the surface where someone will be saying some words to you, but it's never there. It's never on the surface. It's beneath the surface. It's how I'm seeing you. It's how I'm seeing myself. And that's the same thing. And that's what the teaching is. That's what keeps on opening up my mind so that more love can come through my, uh, my expression. And I can see more of who you are in my reflection. And that's how the teaching comes. So in being with your parents, enjoy that. Enjoy it. It's so sweet, you know. And, and that's the thing a lot of people miss. It's like, there's not just this enjoyment of it. When there's the enjoyment of it, you'll find that it's so much fun. You know, like in my case, I find myself moved to say things to my mom in a super fun and creative way to where, to where she gets it though. You know, when I thought I had something to teach her and I would resist the way she would be in it, playing out patterns when I would be in resistance to it, I felt threatened by it. That's why I was in resistance to it. But when it was like, ah, and it's just like, there's this willingness to just connect and love through whatever it seems, any kind of negative thing or anything like that. And it becomes very fun and a lot of closeness comes out of it. You know, it's like, ah, I really feel it. You know, how much love there is from, from my mom. It's like, she's so, so sweet and loving and for so many years, I just thought she was just so screwed up because of the way she would think. And it was just a matter of, oh, I'm making this up. That's my mom, and I love her. And there is and there is an opening to let me see. And it was never the same again after that. It's like really obvious. My mom loves me. <laughs> and she's so happy, too, that she can – she can bring any kind of negative perception to me, you know, any kind of perception that's bringing her down and ask for pretty much ask for that correction, you know, and so that she can laugh again, so she can have fun again, so she can be light, so she can be happy and she can be joyful. And your parents will start to see that in you. That's why I say the best is the example that you give. They'll start to see how happy and joyful and light you are. And they'll want some of that. That's the experience I get. You know, I've had people who who um, have been resistant to me, even resistant to me for years. Just like, you know, she says a bunch of crazy stuff. You know, uh, I don't want. I think she's dangerous. Even I we've gotten that one before. And then after some years, it's like, you know what? What? What is it? I I want some of that. I want to be that happy and nice and outgoing and fun. You don't have to be outgoing, but you know, just like happy. You don't want to be like that. People see you, anyone, anyone you're around, that's a, that's what it's for. You know, you're teaching your own mind and the people around you notice that and, and you're, you're not, you're not holding them responsible for your feelings and stuff like that. And they're like, Hey, how can I get like that? I mean, that's huge. Not holding people responsible for the way you feel. Uh, these upset feelings, they just flow through so fast. You need to hold someone responsible, even if it's just yourself. You need to hold someone responsible for the feeling to persist.
2: You know, Instead of just taking full responsibility, which is, I made this feeling up. It just doesn't stay that way. So, yay, hooray for the parents, always showing us some cool stuff. <laughs> then you say you are the parent, and everyone
1: you see is your child.
2: Yeah, that is another way to look at it.
0: Everyone you have the perception of, you can say they're like the child of your mind, the child of your own mind. Do you love me like this, mommy? (laughs) (laughs) You can say that's what they're saying. You
2: love me like this.
0: You made me like this.
1: And then God says, here's my beloved child and I am well pleased.
0: Yes, that's right. Not just a little bit pleased, well pleased. So if you're not pleased, if you're not pleased with someone, I mean not pleased with them, it's like you're denying the will of God. And when when you're denying the will of God, God doesn't punish you. God doesn't even know about that. That's a dream. It's a dream denial. God doesn't punish you but you set yourself up for dreams of punishment. It's a call for punishment. Anytime you're not pleased with the person, that includes not pleased with yourself. I'm not pleased with you. I don't appreciate that. (laughs) That's That's a funny one. I found myself saying that one this week. I forgot what it was about. I forgot what it was. I don't know, maybe some kind of food or the way they did it. I just said, yeah, I don't appreciate that style or something like that. And then it was like, I don't appreciate. But yeah, I do appreciate it, actually. You know, that's a funny figure of speech. I don't appreciate. I actually, I appreciate everything, you know. I'm, just, I'm not interested in that one, you could say. You know, I'm not interested in having it like that. Or I'm more interested in having it like this. But, you know, and you look at how it, how it feels, that's where it's at. You don't have to try to change your words or anything. When you see it, it's like, hmm, I actually do appreciate that. You know, it all everything that everything brings something up, everything all the time. It's like the, the perception is so rich. It's like, how could you want more? Because it's so rich. It is. It's so rich. There's so much there. There's like more learning than you can even learn. It's like in every moment, there's like more things than you can even take in. But you know, your mind's taking it all in. Your mind's taking it all in on the level of perception. It's just such a small portion. And with that small portion can be that choice. It's a choice for truth again and again, a choice for recognizing who you are, staying
2: aware yeah. Time to wake up.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> to Good morning.
0: <laughs> I talk to people in the mainland and it cracks me up. I probably have a bunch of people on here from the mainland too. Talk to people from the mainland and they hear a rooster. They're like, was that a rooster? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Really? That's a big deal. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We hear them all the time.
1: (laughs) I guess they're in the city or what?
0: Well, I I don't know. I thought, you know, don't they have roosters in Hilo? I think so. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) It's funny. It's funny to me that it's so odd to hear a rooster because we hear them so much. We barely even notice they're doing anything
2: anymore. And, you know, speaking of letting things get you upset. I've had
0: plenty of people come over and be like, how do you deal with that all day? And it's like, man, you can use any sound. It's really nice. It's like, like I said, in every moment, there's some kind of teaching learning experience or some kind of teaching learning opportunity. And, you know, if you feel annoyed by a noise, that's an easy one. I'm annoyed by the rooster. The rooster keeps on going off. I have one friend, the one who uh, makes these earrings. These are chicken feathers. And um, it's a funny story because she said she was totally annoyed by her neighbor's roosters and chickens. When chickens lay an egg, they get together and they cluck a lot too. That's Mm -hmm. another one of people are like, ah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So she's hearing these noises all day and she's going, this is shit. I can't take it. And then she's like, Puts her head above the water and goes wait a second what is this for and then the next thing you know she's gathering the person's feathers because you know the feathers just randomly fall off all over the place they're really pretty she's over there gathering the person's feathers with permission now she makes these cool feather earrings and she doesn't she doesn't mind them that's the thing you stop even hearing the thing that you thought you were hearing this is this is common for a lot of people You stop even hearing that thing that you thought you were hearing before that you thought was bumming you out. And it's like, not even there. It's like white noise. It becomes like white noise. Like the Cokies. The Cokies is one of them. (laughs) Yeah. The Cokies is one of them. I I don't notice them for the most part. I have to tune into the Cokies to notice that they're doing that. Um, In case you don't know, Cokie frogs here in Hawaii are super loud at night, especially when it's wet and hot out. Um, and they just, they go off. I think they sound great. I think they sound like a bunch of birds at night. Um, some people really get bummed out. In fact, I, I posted one with me playing my harp on Facebook Live. And there are a couple people <laughs> who were like, ah, the cokeys. How could you co- post a video with the cokeys on? You know. <laughs> and, but a lot of other people were like, oh my gosh, it sounds so pretty. It's such a song you know, and that's how it is with everything. Like you can, you can decide, you can decide I'm making this up and you can get the feeling of this sense that something sounds annoying and you start to see exactly where it's coming from and it gets resolved. You know, I used to sleep. um, I used to, I used to take naps in my house. Um, where I used to live, my neighbor was a big time electric guitar guy, who but he never learned how to play the electric guitar very well. I mean, not in my opinion. It didn't It didn't seem very good. I mean, it was just like like that really loud piercing. But I was able to sleep in that just after just addressing that sense like, oh my gosh, I'm trying to take a nap. There's no way I could sleep with that loud screeching guitar like that. And then And then there's just this willingness to see that it's coming from me. So I'm laying down and I'm getting this sensation and getting the sense that I'm projecting that guitar right through my body's energy field. And really that's closer to the truth. The first manifestation is a movement in the body's energy field. And out of that projects the world, including anything I'm hearing. So it's almost like I find the place the place within myself that the electric guitar is actually coming from. And I sense that with people too like when people are talking to me I can sense the vibration within my body's energy field that's projecting them. See? So then it doesn't feel like it's separate and of course I can go to sleep with the electric guitar playing. That was my experience and then after that it just wasn't a thing. I didn't hear it even though uh, you know anyone who had come and talk to me or they, they're like, what if, what's the deal with that? And then I can tune in, then I can hear it and go, oh, that's my neighbor. He's playing his electric guitar. <laughs> so it's not like I can't, I can't hear it, but I just don't automatically hear it because it's not something that's interesting. That, that's, that's how the mind works. Were you interested in it? If you were resistant to it and thinking that you were being imprisoned by it, like say you can't go to sleep because of it and you really want to go to sleep you're interested in it. So it's going to seem, it's going to seem more prevalent for you. It's going to seem more prevalent if you're interested in the thing. I had a friend who um, told me, or I heard or something at a meeting, someone said one word over and over again. Oh, it was the word greatly, greatly. And he heard that over and over again and finally, kind of, you know, felt triggered by hearing that word so many times during the meeting. And you know, I can't even recall one greatly from the meeting, I can't even recall one of those. And it, I'd, be interesting, I'd be interested to know if anyone else perceived that, remembers perceiving the word greatly said in great excess. <laughs> It's just that it's just that the mind's programmed to pick out these little things that just irk us. Oh. Or that's disappointing. It picks out these little things to make this sense of separation. And it's like, hey, you know, if you feel disappointed, if you feel disappointed about me, would you be willing to just admit that that's not true about me. I mean, that's really, that's love. You Just admit that that's not true about me because if you're feeling disappointed in me, that's because for one, you have a sense of disappointment within yourself. And for two, you're sensing some disappointment that I have within myself. And if you don't make that real for me, if you don't make that real for me, then I am free of it. Isn't that sweet? Isn't that a way to be sweet? You can be with everyone like that. So it's not like you need to know. It's not like you even need to find out. You know, you don't have to tell the, you don't have to tell the person if you're disappointed in them. You can. It's not really up to you. It doesn't matter. It's all on the surface. But you don't have to, to heal it within yourself. For the most part, we find ourselves telling people about our ill feelings about them because we're thinking that they are actually responsible for it, that they actually did something to make that come up in us, like they're actually responsible for it. But it's like, no, we ask to have that feeling. We ask to have that projection so we can bring up that feeling so we can heal through it our one mind our shared mind it's always for healing i keep on seeing lori my um one of my one of my um panelists i haven't had a panelist in a while <laughs> one of my panelists she's on here as a panelist but i'm not able to hear her i'm thinking maybe she sees maybe she hears me though so that's fun
2: She went out of reception for a while.
0: So in being gentle with yourself, you're automatically gentle with other people, okay? And there's nothing wrong with not being gentle. It's just to be observed. So if you can, you can observe the way you're reacting because you're automatically, a lot of the times the words are automatically coming out. It gives you, you um, can sense a sense of upset, you know. Even when someone asks, asks you, hey, can I borrow that thing? You can sense, you know, if you're saying no, for instance, no, you cannot borrow that thing. Watch how you say it. Watch how the words come out. Uh, You could sense a little bit of tension in it. You know, there's different ways to say no.
2: No, you can't borrow that. (laughs) Or no. No,
0: I'm going to be using it. But thank you for asking. You know, it's just like it's an energetic thing, though. You can sense it you know and then you watch their reaction that's what I'm doing constantly I'm watching people's reaction when I'm when I talk and their reaction back constantly watching their reaction and also my reaction and that's how things get seen through because then I'm not making stories I'm not making stories about it what do they think about this and what do they think about this It's just watching their reaction and undoing, the cause of reacting to a sense of separation just over and over again and taking care of any feelings that arise in my perception whether they seem to arise within my own body's energy field or within another body energy field (laughs) thank you thank you for joining i appreciate you Wherever an uncomfortable or upset feeling is taking place, in my perception, I love to take care of it because that's what it's for. That's what it's for. If it's coming up in my perception, even if I'm imagining a person having an ill feeling, that is also what it's for. It's in me and that's what it's for. And watch, watch this, this is really funny you have a disagreement with a person, say you're in a disagreement with a person and you hope that they will find out that you're right. You know, it's like, it's like, you know, wow, they're really, they're going to find themselves out in suffering and then they're going to find out that I was right. That is also, that's also a wish for yourself. That's (laughs) a wish upon yourself. So, uh, you know, and I had that come up for me this week, actually. That's why I'm bringing it up because I had that come up for me this week. You know, someone someone said, so, someone said, so, I forgot what it was, but, you know, I'm like, I had the thought occur to me. Yeah, they're going to find out, you know, and it's like, it's real fast. So I can't really put it into words. It's kind of like a, a flash of information that just comes, you know, like a thought form. And it just goes, it's like, you could see this picture of this person in suffering because they didn't get it right. They weren't listening to me. And it's just like, and immediately when you recognize that's really about yourself, it's like, you have no karma from it. You know, it's like, that's forgiveness. That's really forgiveness. It's like, it's like your, I want to see through this. And, you know, in my, in my experience, it was just like, I would like to see that different. And then there's all this joy came over me just knowing that I can see it different. And I am seeing it different just by asking that. You know, most of the time people are not asking that, are not asking to see it different. You know, one of my friends told me, he was in a meeting with me um, this weekend and he told me he was disappointed in me, like basically disappointed in my performance at the meeting. And I asked him at one point, did you ask to see it different? Did you ask for a reinterpretation? And he said, no, I don't suppose I did ask for that. It's like, no, because when you sense that you're disappointed in a person, Then you just take that on as wisdom, whatever the reason is that you think you're disappointed in a person. So then you're not asking for a different interpretation. And if you're not asking for one, you're not going to get one. That's how it is. Then the person becomes disappointing to you. And how fun is that? (laughs) When it comes back, your voice is speeded up. You're talking double Oh, how fun. (laughs) So, you know, sometimes my voice just speeds up, though. So it may not be your computer. Mm
2: -hmm. Sometimes
0: I'll be talking all slow, and then all of a sudden it'll start spit firing out. I noticed that. Ah, Ronnie, thank you for joining, my love. It's nice to have you on.
2: Yay. Thank you, Elkie. I appreciate you. Hmm. So, gentleness is sincerity.
0: That's being sincere. So, when you notice that you're not gentle, that's not being sincere with yourself, too. See? I know the ego's form of sincerity is to like show all your emotions and make them real. Sincerely, I think you're an asshole. You know, sincerely, sincerely, I'm a fucking failure. <laughs> no, like, when, am, disaster. Nope, Event. that one didn't come through. <laughs> I don't get that one. <laughs>
2: I need a reinterpretation. (laughs) So it's like um, another,
0: another one that, uh, that I witnessed this weekend is, um, Oh, sorry. You feel that way. (laughs) See, you, you see how there's the gentleness is missing from that. Oh, sorry. You feel that way. Oh, disappointed. Okay. (laughs) She doesn't like when she's disappointed in anyone. That's what she meant to say. (laughs) You know what? I'm really angry that this, this, and this happened. Well, sorry if you feel that way. See how there's the gentleness is missing from that. And a lot of the times when people take on a spiritual concept, and they don't want to fall into that or think they're above that. I'm really angry because of this or something, you know, then there's this sense like, well, sorry, you feel that way. Like, you know, underlying that is like, you know, that's pretty stupid, but sorry. And just be quiet or something. It's like, it, it's, it's not that gentleness that the person is looking for when they're expressing it. And you know what the great thing about it is they're going to keep on expressing it to you over and over again. They're going to keep on expressing it to you over and over again. If you're being insincere about it, you know, and you recognize that it's your anger being shown. It's only your anger. It's only you asking for help and you can be really gentle. You can, you know, you can, you can sense what it's like to feel like that. You can sense what it's like to feel like that. You're not condemning them for their delusion. You're not condemning them for being delusional and thinking that something outside of themselves is making them angry. You're taking care of that angry feeling because that angry feeling is arising in you. Oh, sorry, you feel that way is basically, nope, I'm not ready to feel that feeling. You have to, you have to suffer with that for longer because I don't want to feel that feeling. But what you're really saying is I have to suffer with it for longer. because so there's, not, there's not two of us. There's not two of us and then mind energy, uh, the mind energy attracts. So through each perception, through each perception, there's the perception of this, uh, of this anger. There's a sense of this anger, but it's all getting covered up because no one wants to listen. That's how it usually goes. No one wants to listen. Everyone wants to project. When you sense anger and you say, okay, I'm alert to the anger right now, then you can take care of that anger as in someone's expressing anger to you and you're just present with it. You're not following your thoughts about it, about how it's bad or it's wasting your time. There's another one. This is just wasting my time. The thought that it's wasting your time is wasting your time. You're putting energy into the thought that it's wasting your time, is wasting your time, which really can't be wasted because it's an illusion. But, you know, if you want to keep on uh, playing it out in the time, in the realm of time, you know, that's how you do it. You just keep on projecting. It keeps on extending time out. Or you can start to shorten time and and get way closer with everyone and have a much more joyful and peaceful experience with everyone and feel and feel really good about yourself like you're living your purpose no matter what perception you have you don't have to get to anything you're just living your purpose because you're using everything in your in your perception for bringing back reality bringing back bringing back reality in your awareness let's say Another way of saying it, restoring our shared mind to sanity. I love that one. I love to see it like that. There's no insanity in me. There's no insanity in you. But we have agreed to these insane thoughts to uphold this world. And we undo it by willingness to see through the insane thoughts. Insane thoughts make you look like something you're not. Make other people look like something they're not. And you know what? We have gone so far as to make these images of ourselves that are apparently going through a lifetime. We don't know anything from this point of view. Everything we think we know about the world is just nonsense, it's nothing. We don't know anything, but we think we know, we tell people, hey, you know what? If you eat this, it'll do this. Even if you take this essential oil, it's gonna do this. You know, this is like how it goes. Uh, that's look at everything's shifting. Everything's always shifting. We think we know, and then something else goes on. It's nothing. It's chaos. You know, it, it's like the true, the, the true knowledge is hidden from us as long as we're focused on the world as if it's real. So like the, one of the first ways out, and this is the way a course in miracles presents it. One of the first ways out is sitting with a lesson where you're looking around at everything and you're teaching yourself that you don't know what that thing is for you don't know what it's for i don't know what this leg is for don't know what these eyes are for don't know what the table is for you know you're you're reiterating to yourself that you don't know what it's for because you thinking that you know what things are for in the world acts as a distraction so that you can't extend love in those moments where you want to you really want to but you think that these things that need to be done, for instance, a schedule that maybe needs to be kept, different thing, different reasons why, you can't extend love. This is too much for me, this is too much for me, I'm overwhelmed, for instance. You're not something that can be overwhelmed.
2: So it all becomes, it all becomes a joyful
0: and fun play, and like a game, the perception is kind of like a game. Let's see, and it's not like it comes out winners and lo- and losers in the game. Everyone wins. because the outcome is guaranteed, so everyone wins. That's it. Everyone wins because there's there's it's guaranteed that the mind is still sane. That's the thing. It is still sane. That's why it's guaranteed that you will see that. You will see that. And that's only a matter of time. So to start shortening the time, to start shortening the time it takes, just be willing to see through what you thought you knew about the world. Be willing to see, be willing to see the, you could say like the light of in everyone start with anything that seems to be an issue for you one of my friends told me uh oh that's that's horrible you know fema after the house was run over by lava gave us like i don't know like forty thousand dollars or something like that we didn't have any insurance they gave us forty thousand dollars maybe forty two i don't know they come back later it's like it's been a year and a half and they come back and go hey you know what we decided we gave you way too much money you need to pay us 35,000 of that back (laughs) (laughs) and my friend's like what (laughs) how is that freaking helpful and I was like it's helpful of course it's helpful because there's a there's a there's a sense that there's a sense that you need something, if you sent, there's a sense that you need something, if there's a sense that someone isn't being helpful, even if that happens to be FEMA asking for their money back, <laughs> like someone isn't, someone isn't being helpful, you know, that's also arising in your perception, so that is for healing, that's for healing, the sense of separation, so, you know, anytime that would occur to me, and you know, like when I first saw that, I was just kind of like, what, for reals, and I was like, "Oh, that can't be true." So I appeal it, send it back. Sure enough, they're like, "Yeah, we read your appeal, and yeah, you know, it's thirty-five thousand mm-hmm. bucks." <laughs> and you know, it's like it's like you get a sense you get a sense that something's wrong. But then, with your with with your practice and your willingness to see through it, you see that everything's a blessing because it doesn't really matter what arises in this world. None of that is responsible for your your feeling. And everything's leading to exactly what you need. So if there's a sense of not having enough money, great. What's that for? I'm sure that's very, a very common sense that people get, that there's not enough money, right? Good. Give it to me because I know how to heal it. <laughs> mm. And, and it doesn't have anything, it doesn't really have anything to do with circumstances too. You can have the sense that there's not enough money when you have like a million dollars in the bank. You can have that sense too. It's not based on any kind of circumstances or anything like that. But when it seems like a circumstance arises to strike that kind of fear in your heart or maybe hatred for an organization or disappointment in an organization even, it doesn't matter. It's all the same. You know, that's an opportunity for seeing through that, to seeing what would make me, what is, am I going to use this to make me into just a limited person right now? Am I going to use this for that? Or am I going to use it for healing? And it really gives you the, you know, the, there's the joy. You see the joy in it and you see the freedom in it. You see the freedom in it because the illusion is all set up to make it look like you don't have enough. There's not enough. It's all set up for that. And, and you know, it's, it's not possible. That's not possible. So now, no matter what you perceive in the perception, just look through it. Let your feeling be joyful. A joyful feeling leads, leads to a more joyful feeling. And you become immune to the ups and downs that seem to be going on on the surface. You become immune to those, you know. Is all these surface ups and downs, through all these surface ups and downs, you're developing more of a capacity to extend love, and through developing that capacity to extend love, you're even feeling more joyful, okay, and everything you perceive in the world is a manifestation of feeling, and it's so that you can see through the
2: illusion. So if anyone has any questions, raise your hand or type me a question. Otherwise, I think I'm winding down. We'll see, we'll see, see how this goes. I might as well use this
0: opportunity to say, Miracle Botanicals, oh, hold on, gotta unplug it. Miracle Botanicals, we got our own diffusers now. Well, you can't order them on our website, that's a tease. I don't think we put them up there yet. But you know what? Go to our website, miraclebotanicals.com, if you like essential oils. You don't have to if you don't like essential oils or if you're super committed to something like doTERRA. I get it, I understand.
2: But we have
0: awesome essential oils. And check out our recent, like our new products. We're not super good at sending out emails about our new awesome products that we add. But if you go on miraclebotanicals.com and you look on the new newly added, I think a section called newly added, you're going to see all the new stuff. It's super creative and fun. Okay. We got different sets and super cool stuff. We're always ordering more awesome essential oils. It's amazing how it just goes on and on like that soon. We're going to have our own diffusers. Yeah. Check this out. I am on a week-long meditation retreat, and I wanted to touch in and hear you and your offering. Thank you so much. I am so grateful for you and your offerings of Wisdom dialog. I am so grateful for you. Thank you so much, Christine. I love you. She came on a retreat with me, went back when I would do retreats. Thank you for coming, and thank you for being in my life, Christine. I appreciate you, and I
2: appreciate your meditation. You're awesome. Thank you. Hooray for meditation. Hooray for that.
1: <laughs> it beats medication. <laughs> it beats medication.
0: <laughs> medication, meditation could be medication. <laughs> I talked a little bit about medica- med- medication. I talked a little about no meditation yesterday. And and this is and this is super fun, you know, it's like, what is meditation? I said, you know, when you show people your meditation, you're showing people your meditation, what do you mean? What do you mean by that? And it's, you know, when you're, when you're relating with a person, you're just allowing all of the judgments to pass you by, you know, because judgments arise automatically. And you know, Since the mind is not separate, since the mind is not separate at all, when a judgment occurs to you, it's also it's also coming from their experience as well. You know, they're also they're also having that experience. So when you just let that judgment pass by, it's kind of like sharing meditation with them. Because it's like it's like an energetic thing where this judgment will occur to you, and it'll get automatically believed that they are like that, the way you just judge them to be. And listen, this is very, very common. It's not like it, It's not like something that that only happens occasionally. It's like pretty much every interaction, these different judgments will arise. And so it's like it's like your purpose is to see through these judgments and not make use them to make the person into more of an alien to you. <laughs> so you let them pass by. Then you can see more of who they are and they could recognize more of who they are
2: too because of you. Isn't that a great gift? So lovely. All right, I'm going to sign off.
0: Please visit my website, hopejohnson.org. You can find all my good stuffs there. All my good stuffs. I'm even doing, I'm, I'm even having, I'm not doing it myself anymore. I'm having a friend, this guy who's really awesome. He charges me four bucks an hour. It's amazing. And, and, and he, uh, and, and he takes all my posts, makes a digest of all my posts in a monthly format. I'm going to send a newsletter out pretty soon. So go to hopejohnson.org, sign up for my newsletter. I'll send you links to that. I'll send you links to other stuff. Thank you to people who've been donating. People have been donating to me lately. I really appreciate that. You could also find a link to donate to me via PayPal on my website. If you want to do it another way, let me know. If you'd like to donate any kind of technical support to keep the message going, let me know. That is so fun. I appreciate that. And thank you to those of you who are helping me with with. Wisdom Dialogues Online, some of the posts are being made and coming through. These sweet, sweet woman, women, uh, Anastasia, and oh, what is it? Angela, maybe? Oh, my goodness. I haven't seen her name in a little bit, but they're helping me so much. They're putting, putting posts on Wisdom Dialogues Online Group. They're also putting posts up on Instagram that look awesome. They're making little video clips from these wisdom dialogues to to gain more interest and people are loving those because they just take what sounds meaningful and, 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 you know, it hits them in a certain way and they're like, okay, we'll just cut this out. And the, and they're lovely. You can go to, you can go to my website to find my YouTube too, hopejohnson.org. If you subscribe to my YouTube and you do the notification thing, you're going to get notifications of all these little ones that come throughout the week. Plus these bigger ones with, or like an hour and a half to two hours that come regularly once a week. Okay. Yay. That's it for all my announcements. I really appreciate you. Thank you so much for joining until
2: next time. Mahalo. Aloha. And a hooey ho.